nothing makes me sadder than leaving Chick-fil-A in New York for the last time. But I think they have one in the airport, so I think we'll be okay. Jamie Dodds, mayor of the plan. How's New York? It is sick. Yeah, it is sick. The hustle's The lift is incredible. Obviously, on the media side of things too, I do want to touch on this because we're live now. This is the original. Welcome to NYC. This is the original gangster, Michael Meyer. <laughs> I'll give you all his links um, in the actual feed so you can go follow him. I was doing video before anybody else. You'll find a video of him on a crotch rocket if you go on YouTube. <laughs> selling, yeah, selling the goods. I'll show you guys. Selling higher with Michael Meyer. Yeah. Okay. So this, that was series is called. We did four four videos. Yeah. Uh, I'll sum it up what it was, but you yeah, can yeah. just go check it out. Um, uh, so uh, back in 2008, um, I uh, I wanted to start jumping in on video, and back then it was really expensive to do video. So yeah. like these these were like you know ten thousand dollars like shows, uh, and. Uh, I would have a full crew, I'd have like a red camera, I didn't have any of this stuff. Wow. Uh, and um, and so the concept was, I want to educate people on New York City real estate. We have crazy architecture here, there's a lot to learn, there's a lot of like cerebral edu you know, stimulation there, right? But most people, that's like not enough if they're on social media and you know, you want to talk about the history of like a building, you know, people just yawn a little bit, right? But when you put really beautiful people on um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and they're kind of sexy, people will start watching. So um, what I did was, I was already at the time I was going into apartments and I was doing lifestyle photo shoots. Okay. So we would like take a bunch of models and we would show the lifestyle of an apartment. We would take pictures yeah. and showing people on the couch, things like that. Uh, so we continued to do that. But then I hired a videographer and um, I had the videographer follow me around the city. I was uh, I had a Ducati at the time and I was I would go around the city and and he would jump behind me on the camera or be on the on a on a on a, on a car and a taxi go next to me. It was crazy yeah, and it would film me going around the city. So you'd see my gorgeous bike and you. You'd watch because of that and then I would talk to you about the buildings that we were driving around and then I'd be like hey listen I got a photo shoot going on why don't we go behind the scenes and check out what's going on at the photo shoot yeah. and then we would go to the photo shoot that was really going on uh, and we would film um, you know what was going on like a vlog almost, like a right? vlog yeah. but it was like a series so each of these videos um, like we wanted the eyeballs right uh, so the type of a lifestyle that we had was like a girl on the calendar being painted with chocolate uh, <laughs> or like um, <laughs> Uh, or just like a, a crazy party going on and we played with all the you know at that time you know uh, sexual innuendos and that was just you know it, it brought us a crazy following New York was kind of in that mindset back then too yeah right? like you see shifts in culture that happen over the years too and like, like you don't even have these videos on my website because they're not even on brand anymore with me and, and it's but like back grown, then like right? now it's like oh I was a kid yeah that was what I did as a kid you know <laughs> and it's funny <laughs> you know? like, because you're adapting to a marketplace and based on needs of your clients at the time like back then when nobody was doing it you're trying to shock people and get people's attention when there's so much media out there and that everybody's putting out the same type of videos it's like okay well how am I going to do this different right yeah. which is like the world that we live in now with 
everybody's doing podcasting and everybody's doing this and that. And you were just talking about the podcast you're going to launch and I know it's going to yeah, be different. And it's been a while to think about it because yeah. there's no point to just go do a podcast like everyone else is doing. Like if I'm not going to listen to it, then why am I going to spend my time on it? Yeah. And why am I going to want other people to do it? So and I had the conversation yeah. with Ryan because I actually came in with a mindset that, Oh, let's shoot this as a podcast. And I'm like, my wife is hilarious because she owns a business with me. Right. Yeah. She's super smart, MBA educated, like very, very, very smart girl. And she's like, you realize if you just do it like everybody else, it's just going to get lost in the fold, right? I'm like, yeah, you're right. And she's like, so don't make it scripted. Don't go off a list of questions. She's like, just have an organic conversation. She's like, develop a friendship and who knows where it's going to go from there. And that's what we ended up doing, right? And I think when you messaged me online, just supporting what we were doing in, in New York and being like, hey, you're in New York. I'm like, Google your office. Here's the address. Here's a hotel. I'm like, what are you doing tomorrow? It's <laughs> kind of the great. same thing. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's the connection of people, right? Like if I can bring my audience to you and then they can learn from what you're doing from whatever. And I'll be sure to share too. that. So anyone that's watching on my page, follow back, follow back. How do they, well, they'll see you. No, whatever. It's being shared. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you this footage too. You do whatever <laughs> you want with it. Um, so like in a nutshell, I'm sure you want to know this too. Like we were talking about this. New York's such a big city. Yeah. Right. Like, in our market, I call it focused diversification. 500,000 people in our central market. We have all these tertiary markets around our territory, yeah. but it's almost like the boroughs, right? Like yeah. you compare our Southwestern Ontario, I can sell real estate in Great Bend, St. Thomas, uh, Elderton, Woodstock, Sarnia. It's like you going to Queens, Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. Like at what point do you draw the line in New York and say, I'm going to niche down to this product. I'm going to do this. I'm Like what is your niche? Yeah. And how did you kind of come to that understanding? It's a good question, um, and I think if I'm going to be honest, uh, and we're live, so I guess I'm stuck. I got to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I can't edit this. Uh, it's out good. there. Uh, it's an ongoing struggle, and I haven't solved it. Okay. Um, and uh, um, first of all, I own the firm, right? So I have different agents that I'm really pushing to focus on specific neighborhoods. Yeah. So like, if you're you know working in Manhattan, you can serve anywhere throughout Manhattan. Manhattan is actually pretty small, but it's got a ton of product. Um, and but you might focus on the Upper West Side, right? Or you might focus on Chelsea. Um, and it happened to be that you know my major focus used to be on Chelsea. Uh, all those videos that I did were back then in Chelsea, um, and um, you know it was just a, a, the right spot, and that's where people gravitated towards me, and I was there. So I do try to push my agents to focus. Uh, as a brand, as a company, it's a little more complicated because yeah. I would like to say we focus on. Chelsea or Upper West Side, mm. but like when you have agents, agents are focusing on different areas. Like areas. Agents that focus on Brooklyn, you know, yes. that's their whole business mm. is Brooklyn, um, and not Brooklyn in general, but like Brooklyn Heights. Um, so as a firm, I've been going through this kind of evolving thing of trying to figure out, okay, so like, what is the focus of the firm? Because the firm has to have like a focus that is able to be large enough that fits all these micro brands. Yeah. And cool. so, like, you might be a brand in Chelsea and be, like, dominating that market. Like, so now, like, what, well, what, you're part of this firm. Like, what's the brand of the firm and, and mm -hmm. how does that work? So let's parse that out because we kind of go through the same thing, right? Yeah. Like, the way that we look at it. I, I own the firm with my wife. I consider myself one of the team. Like, I'm, I'm one of the ground troops. We're a little Navy SEAL team. We all have our specialties. You know, neighborhoods. He's in St. Thomas. He does a lot of London stuff. This is my commercial guy. So if you need any commercial stuff, I'll hook you up with Jamie's Beast. Cool. 
Um, you know, residential, investing, commercial. Do you do all three of those? We really focus on residential. Okay, so yeah. that, that so was... at least there's a start. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 and residential. So you do do kind of leasing and like people. We do. So we do rentals and sales. Okay. Uh, we definitely do rentals and sales. Smart. Um, and um, we we. I think people see us as a sales firm. Okay. Uh, I started the firm as a sales firm. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I grew and I started hiring agents, I brought in some new agents. And in our marketplace, the easiest way to build a database is by doing rentals. Yeah. It's easy to get clients. You post ads up, they call you, and it's very easy to find. You can post ads that you don't have exclusives on. It's just that's the way the marketplace works. Yeah. So. What we teach agents to do, our like format, our business model here, is if you're a new agent coming in or you're somebody that doesn't have a network, you're gonna jump into rentals, you're gonna do it for six months. Your goal is, of course, to make money, but your goal really more than that is to build a database of contacts. Yeah. And our this is where like our focus of our firm, mm -hmm. when somebody says, okay, so like, you know, firms do a million different things, like what do you focus on? Some firms focus on new development, some focus firms on whatever. Our focus is on um, branding agents yeah. and helping agents build relationships at scale. I'm super smart. Ten thousand. Yeah, like I know you love marketing, right? Yeah. I know that's part of it. I know that's why you've got some of the toys. No, that. we are we are you know two two similar brains. Yeah. And they <laughs> laugh because we've been walking around with this gear all around New York, and I'm like, I said to Jamie, I'm like, it's the first time he's had an experience to really spend this much time kind of one on one. I'm like, I kind of like to take photos and videos, eh? And he starts yeah. laughing, but I'm like, you realize this is all part of it, right? I said bigger picture, like the ROI. It's not one dollar in, two dollars out. I'm like, it's it's big picture of you know telling your story about who you are, so that that connection's there, and that we're not selling people anymore. And Ryan said that too. So like the synergy, you know, from the conversation I had with Ryan, and like all three of us could sit at the table and have the same conversation yeah. about, you know, we're not salespeople anymore from the standpoint of what it was in the like say the 80s and 90s, yeah. where it was all psychological tricking people into sales scripting. I told you about the one guy that wanted to come work at our firm. And he's like, all right. And he was in a, in a, I'll be delicate about my language, but he was in a field where they would sell supplements mm -hmm. based off scripting, cold calling, taking advantage of people, right? And he, mm -hmm. he wanted to work and he's like, yeah, that's how we're gonna do it. And he's like, we'll be this pe pe we'll be this people behind closed doors and we'll be this person to the public. I'm like, thanks, no thanks, right? Like, you're the same person when the doors are closed and you're not client facing to when you are with clients and you are client facing. So like, you're really building a bridge and I want a great lead way into the next point of the conversation that I was really curious about mm -hmm. was your team building skills because I see how much you put into them when you were doing the training on Snapchat back in the day. I was yeah. watching that all the time. You going out, like how do you find talent? How do you find hungry people out there in, the, in New York City? Um, so the reality is that for the last couple of years, I've been focusing on systems, yeah. uh, and I've been focusing on oh, branding. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. What? yeah, sounds like Justin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. last 2018 yeah. systems. <laughs> I, I'll send you some stuff. Yeah, I hooked up with a couple killers in uh, North Carolina, and they helped me with some stuff. So I'll I'll show you some tricks that we oh, learned. I'm happy to. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. So like, uh, and now we literally just started, um, like opening up our doors. Yeah. Literally like a month ago. Yeah. So um, so back when you were doing it though, like because yeah, it's a cycle, so yeah, right? It's like, a cycle. Yeah, it's a cycle. You build it. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, okay, now I need to serve these people, so I'm going to yeah. shut the door. Yeah. Systemize. Make sure you're dialed in. Yeah. Okay. Open the door. So you're back to that stage 
Won't work well, we then. Start, I brokerage started for the first bunch of years as a, I get the business and the agents serve the business as like a team model. Like yeah, it yeah. just happened to be out of brokerage, but I had a, I, I ran a number one team in the city before that and I pretty much just took the model mm -hmm. and just got the license and then had a brokerage firm. And that's 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 fine, that's great, but honestly you're better off being a, a better off doing that at another brokerage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, then I was like, okay, so actually like if I wanna have a brokerage, it needs to be about the agents building their own business. Mm -hmm. So that was a whole shift, right? Okay. And that came with pains. Uh, and then I went Sorry, sorry, I'm going to cut you off. So that means not necessarily making just you the face, making yeah. them the face. Actually, I'm like, you know, uh, to some degree, the least important face. Yeah. Um, I see my job right now is you know, where we are in our cycle. I have two jobs. Um, I'm a talent scout. I go yeah. out there and I seek talent. And then number two, I act as an agency. So mm -hmm. an agency, you know, people come to an agency like a model or somebody looking for film gigs or whatever it is, and they go and that agency tries to get them the stage, tries to get them opportunities, mm -hmm. right? So it, I try to find someone that I think is going to be out there and it's going to go out there and service clients and it's going to be able to both find business and serve it. So I find them first, then they're worth my investment. And, and I invest a lot, so it's worth it. And then um, when I have that person, I think about how can I get them the stage? So like now we do every single week something called Meyer Live Parties. Yeah. So Meyer Live Parties. See, we were watching those in the yeah. Uber the other day. I'm like, yeah. when, right when we hooked up last night, I was like, hey, check this. I'm like, hey, he's doing an outside party here and there. Yeah. That's awesome. So we do it every single week. If I yeah. knew you guys were around, like I would have invited yeah, you next week. If you were here Tuesday, yeah. when you had you, that would be cool. Appreciate that. Um, um, so, you know, we do that where we take our agents out, we take them to a location, uh, and uh, we have our agents go live at the location talking about the location. We provide them with the information in advance of, hey, we're gonna go here, these are three really good things to share about this location with your audience. And so it's really easy, they just show up and in one hour, they have every single week content on their social platforms. Then we have a videographer that films the whole thing so that we can then create, you know, some, you know, more curated, you know, content. Um, and then we create those kind of videos. Yeah. And we have all that kind of stuff, but all that is like sometimes I'm in the video, but not always. And um, you know, it's more like if some, if we need a direction or nobody wants to stand up and be the leader of that particular thing, I'll just go and do it. You yeah. know, because it's easy for me. So I just go and do it. But really, it's not. Um, the objective is to give agents opportunity to get FaceTime. Yeah. And uh, so that's you know kind of where where we are, where we're going. Yeah. Um, and Dude, we're brothers. We have, like uh, how many times I'm like I'm Jamie, you're going in front of the camera. I'm like Nate, you're doing this one, right? Like we've done it. You put, you know how to do it, and you're like, yeah. okay, now I'm going to show you guys how. I'll back off because I don't want to be necessarily front and center all the time. I do it just by default because we have a smaller yeah. team. But it's getting to the point now where I want to put these guys on because I'm like, that's planting those seeds now is going to. When you started, right? You were yeah. an agent before. I mean, you're you're like. What, so I didn't. How did I, you did, get your <laughs> I didn't want to be an agent to start. Okay. Um, I was in the restaurant industry for over a decade. So man, Mike Smith was one of my mentors in London. Mm -hmm. I came from Montreal. So I was born and raised in Montreal. Super dynamic, big city. Um, almost too big for me. I. Get in too much trouble. I needed to yeah. get away for a little bit. Moved to London. Was going to school there. I got an opportunity to work at a restaurant. Met the owner in the parking lot, sweeping up cigarette butts. Talked to him for forty-five minutes. Didn't know he was the owner. Somebody inside was like, "Yeah, he owns everything." And I'm like, "Yes." I was impressed, right? Because I'm like, "Man, if he's doing that, I should do even more, right?" If he's the owner and he's doing that, and I just planted a seed. So I kind of sidled up next to him. He took me under his wing. Taught me the business. I would slug garbage on weekends when everybody else was partying. I was making money. I would work 70 hour weeks lifting. He was laughing because it was like lifting kegs and cases of beer and just, just <laughs> serving people, right? Like relationships taking care of the city. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I haven't drank in service. five years now because I probably put too much time in back then and uh -huh. I, I could see both sides of it. But um, I really learned a lot about people because I would see, what, 1,500 people a night going through, right? And London's a kind of a really big small town, 500,000 people. 
and everybody knows each other twice removed like it's just how it is because yeah. it's still a small town but now it's growing to a big city but all those relationships I cultivated over those years was a lot of just good faith taking care of people they would try to over tip me because maybe I bought them a drink and I would give them back their money and I'd say no it's not from me it's actually Mike's I said if I took your money I'd be stealing I'm like we're doing it because you're a good client and you service the place well we want you to come back I would escort people out that maybe had too much to drink and instead of the typical bouncer mentality I would want to shake their hand and end things on a good note or I'd see them in line next week and I'd bring them inside I'd be like hey kicked you out last week we're friends right and they'd be like mm -hmm. kind of grumpy I'd be like come on come on like you don't have to wait in line and they were clients for life yeah. Right, so I learned that customer service experience from Mike because he said we're different than every other bar and restaurant because we don't necessarily care about the bottom line. He's like, I will lose money to keep my staff employed and treat my customers right. And when he had that mentality, he's probably one of the most well thought of entrepreneurs in London, mm -hmm. just because he he can't give enough away and the city just gives it back to him. Yeah, he uh, was basically at the point where you know I could have gone into the restaurant industry full time. I met my wife, beautiful woman. She pushed me into real estate and was smart about it because she's like, you know, you should get your license. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a greaseball on a golf course. I said that to Ryan yesterday. Um, I had every perception of the industry. I'm like, I work hard. I'm like, why would I want to do that job? And lo and behold, somehow I end up getting my license because she pushed and pushed and pushed. But got a lot of organic business from those relationships. Oh, you're in the business. Yeah. You know, do this, do that. And, you know, take this building. My first listing was a $1.2 million commercial wow. listing. I got roasted by the commercial guys in the city because there's not that many commercial sales in London and they're like, you have no business getting this, your cap rate analysis is wrong, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh really? I turn them over to Shannon who did the analysis, MBA from Ivy, she sends over her spreadsheets and decimated them. We end up blowing the doors off the sale with a creative VTB structure on the deal. First like six months in the business. Yeah. We're like, we got the paycheck. We're like, we can do this. We're like, yeah. I go to Mike and I'm like, Mike, you're paying me a good salary. like. I love, I love my job with you, but Shannon basically, not give me an ultimatum, but she's like, you need to stop working at the restaurant and do this full time because you can't be one in, one out, right? Yeah. I push back because young family, I'm like, man, we have like mortgages and if we have a kid, she's like, you'll flip burgers, you'll be okay. Like he used to sling garbage, like who cares? I'm like, yeah, you're right, actually. So I sat down with Mike and Ron, they teared up and they were like, we're so happy for you that you know, you're like our kid going off and doing your own thing. I'm like, you're not worried that like you can't manage without me? They're like, whatever, like we'll figure it out. We always do. I'm like, that was beautiful because I'm like, they didn't think about themselves. They thought of me when I was leaving. And I've told these guys, I'm like, if he wants to go be a musician or male model in California, I'll support you. <laughs> if you want to open your own brokerage, I'll support you. Like, it's that mentality. I mean, we've all like, I know you've been following Gary Vee since before he was popular, Gary Vee. I was in Gary Vee's house before he was Gary Vee. That's <laughs> really, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, that's, Colt called him. That's funny. Yeah, Colt called him and, um, uh, cold called him. I used to be like a cold calling animal. Yeah. Like my business you so guys got to talk. Yeah. yeah. I was my whole business. Everyone said I should have started a commercial. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I was like the only residential guy that's just like calling the yellow pages all day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I called, you know, I called Gary's thing and I didn't know Gary was like, yeah. it, you know, like it was uh, a long time ago. Um, I, I probably had the wine library by now, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know. Whatever. But he was kind of just grinding. Just some guy. I called him, and his, and his wife picked up the phone. Um, and you know, I had whatever my my pitch was. You know, someone just sold near you, and you know, for the people looking and blah blah blah. And she's like, "Yeah, you can come over." Uh, and I and I and I came to their ha apartment. It was just one of random things that yeah, went on. Just And I didn't. And I went there, and I just remember 
that I came in here and she made a very big deal about me putting these booties on my shoes, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. I mean, I could just take off my shoes. She's like, no, 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 you put the booties on because I have a baby and I don't want yeah, like yeah, stuff. Like, like and now I have, I, back then I was, you, you know, it. now yeah. I get it. I got two kids, like, yeah, I get it completely. <laughs> she was normal, I wasn't. But uh, <laughs> so I go to the, I, and, and I went in there and she was like, show me the place. And I really, I remember the apartment um, and I was on the Upper East Side. And then she shows me this like balcony and it's like this big balcony and she's like and this is where we have wine and I remember saying that to me and I'm like what like that was okay. kind of a weird you know like some people do it for fun like oh this is where we have wine but she sounded like really serious like we have parties here sometimes and, and wine like not scotch but wine yeah. like, that's what we do I'm like okay, okay that's what we do I'm like okay uh, and that was it and, and, and she's like you know I'll talk to my husband and we'll think about it and then I met her a second time at some coffee place to talk again and then she's like yeah we're not really selling and that was nice fizzled media. out yeah. you know like I still have her personal email address and all that kind of stuff um, and um, and that was that and then I was in Inman in San Francisco I think it was and I went up to Gary and uh, yeah, I was in your house <laughs> what? did you tell him I was in your house? yeah I was like Gary and I was like hey he's like hey what's up I'm like listen I, you probably I don't remember, but like, uh, I was in your home a bunch of years ago and you had a baby and your wife was there and he's like, you were in my home. I'm like, yeah, I was a real estate agent. And I cold called him because you were the guy that was telling my wife to sell our apartment. She's like, I remember there was some guy that kept telling us we need to sell the place That's or something amazing. like that. And I was like, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a really funny, like years later. That's jokes. Um, some of that basic stuff earns you so much respect though. Yeah. Because everyone that's successful and in that at one point, did it? Yeah. The basics. Went That's what it's all yeah. built on. So our whole like our, our our philosophy in terms of like growing business, like what I teach agents is uh, is that like like we're known for social media stuff, right? We're known for video stuff. Yeah. We're known for you know, and obviously we do a lot of it. Um, and and uh, you know, like I was just in wherever I was somewhere else in California, and I was speaking to like all these people about how to use social media, how to become a mini celebrity, mm. you know, all the kind of stuff that we do content wise, and 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 so on and so forth. Um, but the reality is if you really want to have like a phenomenal business either you can create a lot of content and you can wait for the business to come or you can go out there and build a database you can strategize where you take your content and you target the database yeah and then you are taking your cold calling or your networking or your buying leads I don't, I don't care how you get the contacts there's tons of ways but you get the contacts and now you are exposing them to you with valuable content all the time yeah so your business just grows dramatically mm -hmm. so instead of like having to cold call all the time you may still cold call because it's a great quick way to get business but like now you know instead of like hopefully i find someone looking to sell and if i don't find anyone it's done it's everyone that i call that gives me an email address is getting into my system yeah. and they'll call me sometime in the next three to five years because everybody moves here every three to five years yeah. and like that's kind of how it goes so i don't i don't think cold call doesn't work i think it definitely works and i don't think like direct mailing fuck direct mailing is awesome it yeah. works like crazy um we do a ton of it um, I do all those things, but I just social media now is just like it's like the steroids, you know? It like pumps it's up what you do like right? crazy. Like, it's crazy leverage. It's because you, you can only do be in one place at any one time, and people don't want to necessarily be sold all the time. They want to see you have that hustle muscle, and you're actually making the calls and putting in the work because that'll get deals done. But it's that soft touch. It's the it's the digital bus sign, right? And the, yeah. like the billboards in New York are beautiful, and I actually look at them. I don't think I've ever looked at a billboard in London, but <laughs> it's the new billboard and digital bus sign because they're like, oh, there's Jamie doing this. There's Nathan over there. Oh, yeah, they sold that property. Cool. Oh, oh, that's what's happening in the market. Okay, I need to know that, right? Oh, there's lag time between the data, you know, being posted on the actual news and the sales happening. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, okay. But they're not actually asking me for anything. Yeah. So they don't feel that intrusiveness, right? But when it comes time to sell, they message you. And people you don't even know are watching your stuff 
never liked, never did a comment. It's like, I love the videos you're doing. You know, we're thinking of making a move or we're in a really tough spot. Can you help us out? Or sometimes a little piece of advice you give them pro bono comes yeah. back around two years later and somebody they know that needs something calls you. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's, it is a delicate line too. And I actually want to say this to my audience because I do so much video and I do so much social. I was talking to a really good friend of mine who's a client and I was asking him about his perception. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I love the, the content and everything else. He's like, you know, you're sharing a lot of extra stuff as far as like business and, and so he's like, are you like a life coach? And so I'm like, not at all, actually. I said, I've never remotely thought of myself as that. I'm, a, I'm a, a sales team leader. My wife runs the brokerage, so I have that kind of separation, which is kind of nice for me. But I said, well, you know, I sell real estate. But I said, we build businesses. So I said, you know, if I find something of value in a book I'm reading, a podcast I watch, or here, I'll share it. Because, you know, it may have an implication to my real estate business, but sometimes I'll share it generally because it'll help a lady starting a coffee shop or somebody that mm -hmm. has a clothing store because it's it's all synergistic at the other thing we talked about was social presence he's like oh, man how much time do you spend actually selling versus doing social i said this is actually very easy it's all pretty systemized like it, it's all automated we shoot the footage it goes out and i don't really have to touch it the staff handles it and the mm -hmm. admin i said it is something that i talked to these guys about and i said be very aware this is only probably 20 percent of what we do yeah. I said sales is still 80, right? You know, wow. all like the marketing and so everything else is built into the sales. But I said, as far as social, don't get too caught up in the hype of being a YouTube star or Instagram <laughs> or this, that, or the other, because it can be almost addictive. And if you want to do that, make that your business because yeah. what it's going to do. And I've seen it happen to agents in the market. And there's a couple agents that I've seen that are new to the business that are on that YouTube train. And I'm hearing other agents and people that are coming to us that anyways, may have been their clients saying, we just feel like they have one foot in, one foot out. They're not really in the business. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm glad I had that talk with my client because I don't ever want that to happen to me. So I am running a team that sells real estate in our market. Don't get it twisted. We do a lot of social. We have fun doing it. But it's easy to kind of get lost in that gray area and when it's, when it's fun to do stuff like this, right? Yeah. But what's inspiring about sitting down with you and talking about your business and being in New York City is we're like, we are men on fire. We were grabbing those K-pops at Starbucks for your guys being like, so nice you, by the way. wait till we get back, right? Like, <laughs> we're going to blow it up. Like that fire's there and it's like, okay, let's be laser focused. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going to get all the balls in play, close the deals for our clients. And Jamie's been working nonstop since we got here, working on deals. He closed one yesterday in St. Thomas, got a bullet nice. offer on a property, four offers while we're in New York. Wow, that's fantastic. That's it's yeah. a lot easier to work at nine o'clock at night in New York than it is oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. London. It's a the different hustle, energy level. The lights yeah. just turn down yeah. in London. <laughs> and energy level too, right? Like I drove, I born and raised driving in Montreal and I'm like, people are nuts in Montreal. There's no road signs. Nobody speaks the same language. Like it is what it is. Here, it's kind of that same beautiful music, like constant yeah. motion. We were saying that to the Uber driver. We're like, if you stop, you're getting bumped into. Yeah. But if you no, keep moving, stop, you're good. Yeah. You just stay in that flow. There's oh, that honking horns. Shout out to that musician last night. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, what's goodness. his name? Jeremy Albino. Yeah. He's like, real from Toronto. He had a great band with yeah. him. We found him last night at Rockwell um, Music, music Hall. Hall. Unreal. That's Little music sick. venue in like near Bowery. He's the music guy. He's a musician and stuff like that. And I'm the real estate guy. Country. So like, you find the live music. Country blues. He Country. killed it. Yeah. When we walked in this music venue, he starts playing. He's got like the Elvis foot shuffle going on. He's rocking out. Like I'll send you his link. He's awesome. But 
he could have been there by himself 100%. and he would have been doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And I saw the, that fire, same thing I see in you. So I'm glad we kind of made the connection and, yeah. and that kind of came full circle and seeing kind of what you're doing, right? So one thing, and um, and I thank you guys for coming. I um, I interviewed uh, Grant Cardone oh, uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, and, um, and, and I got to hang out with him and his wife uh, who happened to actually be really awesome people. Um, it's like the same thing with like Ryan. Like I know Ryan, I was yeah. almost on a million dollar listing. So like uh, I, I know these guys and, and there's the TV persona, mm -hmm. and then there's the the person, right? Uh, and it's funny. A lot of the people that are, um, you know, big in, I guess it makes sense that are big in like the self development, self help thing. Sometimes they look like they have a huge ego. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes they just have this kind of appearance. And when you get to meet them, you're like, dude, these are really good people, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sitting out with Grant, and, and, and we're talking. But he says something funny. I, I'm releasing a few of my videos with him. I did one-on-ones, a whole bunch of one-on-ones okay, with him. So, uh, uh, but one of the things uh, I asked him about was about how, um, you know, how does he keep himself motivated all the time? I'm like, how do you stay 10x all the time? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, um, and he was like, Michael, I chase the prize. He's like, I go for the ribbon. And, and he was talking about, you know, if you follow Grant at all, he's very into Snapchat. He's on social media all the time, right? Um, so he's doing social stuff all the time, but he has a company that sells sales techniques, right? Mm -hmm. And the sales techniques that he's selling, it's not just like how to do social media. It's like closings and yeah. scripts and, and all this kind of stuff, like the old school stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and he says, you know, he goes out there and he does these presentations and he, he does all these talking, but he's going after, he has an objective. He's going after something, you know? Like in, in my business, right? As an agent, you are going after doing real estate. Like people hire you to sell a home. You are trying to sell the home. Mm -hmm. You are trying to get the best price. And if you're looking to sell real estate, you are looking to find clients. You yeah. are, you know, uh, you know, it's it's nice and all to say that, um, you know, that we're trying to educate people. We are, right? But why, right? Because we're trying to sell a home, trying to help them buy a home, right? Uh, and all these other stuff that we do is just kind of the product. It's the it's the it's the beautiful book that the you know that that wraps the sale. Well, there you have it. Michael was dropping absolute gold in this episode. Apologies that it got cut off at the very end. The quality was just so good that it actually broke our camera. If you want to learn more about Michael, hit all the links below. He's an absolute monster. Tell him we sent you. And his business and organization has even evolved quite a bit more since we had that original conversation. So really interesting to see, you know, snapshots in time from people who really built their businesses from a time where all this stuff didn't even really exist to going and trying to offer more and more value to the people around them. So thank you for everything, Michael, and we'll be watching your adventures. Yeah.